What's up, everyone? This is DJ Dr. Chris. Hi, it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And today I'm going to be talking about stretching. And I'm going to be discussing the difference between LPN, RN, and nurse practitioner. And after that, we'll pop open the bottle and see what comes out. I'm so excited. This is Poppin' Bottles. Okay, Bree, what's going on? How you doing? Pretty good, staying sane, excited that the quarantine has lifted. I'm excited and nervous a little bit. I, I mean, mm, I, I'm nervous, but I'm not like scared, so there's a difference. I mean, there's, there's always going to be a risk in life, right? Yeah. You just got to see what happens, take it by the balls and go on. Exactly. Well, I've... Got almost a full beard now, and I'm keeping it. And I am pretty much double fisting at this point because it is five o'clock here, actually, not somewhere, but here. <laughs> and I am excited for our podcast this week. I feel like we really need to define different things and talk about different avenues and discuss who won the competition again. And you're oh, about boy. to buy me a bottle of wine I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are you going to educate us on this week? So this week in your daily dose of brie, we're going to be discussing the differences between being a LPN, an RN, and a nurse practitioner. So the reason why I feel like this is important to talk about is because I was on a blog, just probably in the middle of the night, bored, trying to figure out something to do, and this LPN was upset because she went through a certain franchise, I'm not going to name which one, and um, they didn't recognize her as a nurse. And I feel like it's just because not everyone is educated on the differences between LPN, RN, and nurse practitioner. Because um, they saw her tag and said LPN, but that stands for Licensed Practitioner, Practical Nurse. Um, the de that def the definition of that is a licensed practical nurse. It depends on which state you live in or country or whatever, but it is a nurse. It's just that they have to work under the directions of a physician, mid-level provider, or a registered nurse. Um, usually, they only have like a two-year degree, and they can't do certain techniques as RNs. So we go into that. The definition of an RN is someone who graduated from college or a nursing program and they pass their licensing exam. Now, take two steps back. LPNs have to pass an exam as well, but the RN passes different type of exam and they usually go to school for four years. Um, and there's a difference between an RN and a BSN. So when you go to a technical school, you can get your RN take the same test as, the, as someone that goes to a university. The difference is usually with the university, there's a research program inside of the nursing program. So that is able, then therefore they're able to say that they are BSN. So you got your bachelor in science. So that's between difference between the two. And it's actually a pay difference. And a lot of hospitals now are going magnet status and they want a lot of nurses or RNs to have their BSN behind their name. And then the last one, which is me, is a nurse practitioner. 
A nurse practitioner is someone who qualified to treat medical conditions without the direct supervision of a doctor. So now, back when I went to school, you only had to go to two more years of school after you get your BSN, but now you have to go for four more years or three to four more years, depending on your school, to get a doctorate. So every single nurse practitioner that you see from 2015 onward has a doctorate degree. And so they've gone to school, they have done practicums, and they are able to provide care to patients without the direct supervision of a physician. Florida has just passed a law saying if I decide to um, open up my own practice, I don't need a physician anymore. As long as it's primary care, I'm able to see patients on my own and have my own clinic without having someone coming behind me, signing off on my charts and supervising me, which I think is pretty cool. That's, that's pretty awesome. So did that passed when? That recently um, I want to say it got passed in March, March or April. That's awesome. But it doesn't start to July of this year, 2020. Now, are there any sort of stipulations on that? Like, can you see somebody for an indefinite amount of time? Or is there a certain point where you have to... As long as it's primary care. So primary care means pretty much uh, chronic, kind of chronic conditions or acute conditions, like if you came in for sinus infections or if you need management of your blood pressure, diabetes, I could manage that. Now, it's not specialty. I cannot see patients for cardiology, neurology, ortho. I can... You can come in. You can tell me you can have a problem. I can refer you out to someone else that is specialized in that particular area. Um, but honestly, that's what I do pretty much anyway. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know enough about this. So I'm just going to stabilize you and ship you to someone that deals with this all day, every day. And that is it. Right. So you're like another a point of entry, right? So yes. this is like a trend that's happening in, in the medical world, healthcare in general, same thing with physical therapy is there's there, as the breadth of knowledge is broadening, it, you know, there's going to be more specialty and there's going to be, well, the idea is to have more uh, points of entry into the system. So in other words, in Florida, you can see me for 30 days without a script, unless you have Medicare mm -hmm. and I can treat you without a script but I have to know when to refer. Yes. And that's the idea, right? So, mm -hmm. so with me, I have some stipulations. And across the country, some physical therapists, I don't think there are any stipulations, as long as you know when to refer. But for Florida right now, it's 30 days. which is And, I, you know, 30 days is a long time. Mm -hmm. So that gives the patient enough time to start being seen, go to their primary care, and just get a referral to say, hey, I need this. And this is this um, bill being passed opens up so much for so many people because everybody's like, well, you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Never said I was. I don't even want to be a doctor. Like, I don't want that responsibility. My thing is, if you need something simple, like if you have an abnormal gait, if you have dizziness, if you hurt your back, your neck, you can see me without waiting weeks to be seen by your physician. I'm the in-between. I'm here to help you get better. I work with physicians to make sure you get the proper care. 
that you need. And that is what this is for. There's a lot of places, especially rural areas, that don't have proper health care. This is going to allow those people to have health care, seek health care, and hopefully keep them out of the hospital so that way the sick people are allowed to come in. So overall, it's a great thing. Is there any, do you see any no, negatives to it? Do you see any negatives to it? I mean, of course, there's negatives to everything. I mean, you can get a nurse practitioner and they're thinking that they're he or she is God and don't want to refer people out and want to take everything in. I don't agree with that. I feel like I went to school for a certain reason. I took an oath to protect and that is what I'm doing. So if that means I need to refer out so this person can get extra care and help, that is what I will do. Otherwise, if I keep it in-house, I will. So let me ask you, uh, nurse practitioners that have their doctor, are they going with the title doctor so-and-so? They can if they want to because yeah, they have their doctorate. Right. Now, is it be, is it I don't discouraged? know if they are not. I don't have my doctorate. I have my master's. So <laughs> when they say Dr. Cummings, I'm like, no, no, no. My name is Brian. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so we uh, Stevens. The physical therapy, we're kind of in this paradigm shift too. And, uh, you know, I have a doctorate. And nowadays, so it used to be a bachelor's program, then I went to a master's, then I went to a point where you could either get your doctorate or master's, and nowadays, if you want to be a physical therapist, you can only get a doctorate. Yes, so I heard. Weird shift, yeah. right? And uh, so it, it, it can be a little frustrating, actually, because I can say my name is Dr. Chris, but I have to say physical therapist. I can't just say I'm Dr. Chris, right? And because, you know, the whole point is that we don't want to confuse the public. And that's another thing. Um, the difference between, I guess, which I'm not, you know, I think physical therapy, therapists are amazing and they went to school for a certain amount of years. They should be able to say I'm doctor whoever, but you should say I'm doctor, I'm a, I have a doctorate in physical therapy. The patients, they do get confused very easily. Um, but you can't give like prescription advice. And I think that's the right. difference. And so a lot of people, cause they come to you and they see doctor and they're kind of like, Oh, so should I take this medicine and this medicine? And you're just like, yes. I really can't tell you. I can, educate, <laughs> I can educate people like what an NSAID is, but I can't tell them to take it or not. Yes. Right. So, and you may have noticed that I usually refer to doctors as physicians. So I'm trying to sort of slowly educate the public that, the term doctor is just um, a level of degree, and it yes. doesn't mean it doesn't mean medical doctor because we get this a lot. Well, you're not a real doctor. It's like, well, oh yeah, I really do have a doctorate. I'm just not a physician. Medical doctor. I'm, I'm not, not a, a physician. Medical, right? mm -hmm. Exactly. Because it's the same thing with dentists. Mm -hmm. They are doctors. Yep. But they are not. I mean, I guess medical doctors. I mean, this is very, I'm, this is ignorant. I really don't know what you would call a dentist. Maybe we should get one on the podcast and that way they can define it for us. But they go to medical school. They do. They go to medical school, but then they specialize in dentistry. So technically, they are a medical doctor. However, you're probably not going to ask your dentist what to do for a UTI. I'm just saying. Indiana Jones is a doctor. He's just See, a doctor in archaeology. Technically, my mom is too because she got her doctor's degree in education. <laughs> so I was like, that's just, it's just all about titles and just bringing awareness to people. So, hi! <laughs> my wife has made an appearance, everybody. 
beautiful as ever. And she's bringing the cachaça. What's cachaça? It's cachaça. It's a Brazilian rum. Mmm, that sounds it's good. It's kind of delicious once you get used kinda to it. Delicious. So will we be opening that up then our popping box? She's opening that now. That has nothing to do with me. Okay. <laughs> well, that gives us to the next part. Let's switch gears and go to the DJ corner with DJ Dr. Chris. What's happening over there? In the rehab corner, we're going to talk about stretching and sort of my my issues with stretching. Well, okay. Yes, I have some issues with stretching. I think it's, uh, what's the word? Overprescribed, overrated, maybe? There seems to be like this um, idea, I, I hear this from my patients a lot. Oh, it's all about stretching, right? It's all about stretching. Well, I kind of disagree with that statement. It sometimes is, you know, stretching is what you need. I think stretching has its place. But stretching has one purpose, and that's to increase range of motion, right? So it's not really to decrease pain. It's if your pain is being caused because you're lacking range of motion somewhere, then stretching might help. But if you just have, you know, an achy muscle in your back and you stretch it out, is going to help? Unlikely. Usually it's strengthening that helps. Getting blood flow to the area and getting the area stronger, more resilient. That's really what changes tissue. Stretching is like just you're pulling on a T-shirt and stretching it out. It doesn't really have an anesthetic effect, really. Unless... Mm -hmm tightness is the problem and that's another problem nomenclature right so when you have something that doesn't feel right or it's painful oh, it feels tight it feels tight well something can be feeling tight but it's not actually tight you can have a muscle that's way too lax and causes pain it might feel tight and stretching it may have a temporary effect of feeling kind of good but that's not what you need sometimes a muscle is too lax and needs to be tightened up a little bit Hmm. about that i agree with that i can see that because a lot of people think they're doing good but they're actually causing harm to themselves right but how do you go out i guess the only way you can educate people is if they actually come and see you yeah and then you can tell them that what they should and should not be doing. I'm sure you see that a lot with your patients. Yeah, and a lot of times I'm saying, stop stretching that out, stop stretching that out. Um, so, you know, we have this sort of driving principle in uh, physical therapy where you can be too stiff with pain or too loose with pain, right? Too stiff with pain, okay, maybe stretching makes sense. We gotta mobilize the area, we gotta free up range of motion. Whereas someone who's really unstable, a picture like, uh, a yoga practitioner who can put their arms completely behind their back, they're probably not tight. They're probably unstable. And that's mm -hmm. causing usually more issues than stiffness. So if that person that stretches, 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 you know, keep stretching, it just gets worse. You know, and there's, there's conditions too, like uh, hip impingement, which we're going to touch on in a few weeks probably, where you get pain in your hip, in the hip flexor region. And the inclination is to stretch your hip flexor. But once you learn more about hip impingement, you learn that stretching your hip flexor is usually the last thing you want to do and usually makes things worse. So there is a time and a place for stretching, but you have to know when it has to be targeted. That is good. Let me give you an example, actually. I had a patient who um, he had traumatic brain injury. I'm sorry, spinal cord injury. 
developed serious laxity in his hamstring to the point where every step he took, his knee would hyperextend, bend backwards about 30 degrees with every single step. And of course, his hamstring was on fire all the time. And he would always say, oh, my, my hamstring's so tight, so tight. The reality was, I mean, it was probably the most lax hamstring I ever saw. He would always ask me to stretch his hamstring, and I would refuse. He actually get kind of upset with me. Uh, but <laughs> strengthening his hamstring, he started doing better. So that's my take on stretching. Well, I feel like I'm always tight, so I might need an evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know I'm like, I'm just tight from working out and – I feel like it needs to be stretched, but then again, it may not. I don't think I'm loose. I'm tight because I don't ever do any physical exercise besides recently, which we will get into when we go into popping bottles. I have been doing my two miles and my 200 sit-ups. We'll get there in a second. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I see in the way you stand and walk. I don't think you're tight. I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> But that, go again, goes into what I was talking about with nomenclature we have sort of one descriptor for painful areas being tight. And that's where I think we fall into some sort of erroneous claims. You know, there are times where tight causes pain, but there are times where loose causes pain. There are times where uh, joint causes pain, it has nothing to do with muscle or something to do with your nervous system. There's a lot of reasons where an area might feel tight, but it could be a, a number of things. Okay, well. I think it. that's, yeah, I think that's really good. And I feel like um, it's good knowledge for people. And if you have an issue, I feel like you should be evaluated first before you try to solve the problem on your own. Yes, don't Google it. Don't go onto YouTube and try to find exercises, stretch like a hip flexor when you, you don't know if truly a tight hip flexor is the issue. I mean, you know, that being said, there's a ton of people who sit for work and in front of a computer 40 hours or more a week and tend to develop hip, tight hip flexors. That is common, but there are other things that if you stretch that out, you can cause damage. So it's important to know exactly what you're doing. True. Well, I know I'm ready to drink some wine. All right, let's do it. All right. Yay! This week I'm drinking, a, of course, a rosé. It's called Ava Grace Vineyards. It's a rosé. This is fruity, floral, delicate. Um, the vineyard is made out of California, so we're in the USA today. This bottle is only $9.99, and it's one of my favorite rosés that I've had. Um, I'm not sure what that says about my palate, but either way, it is like so sweet, but not too sweet. It's, it's like in that middle and it's dry-ish, but there's like, that's why I said the sweetness kind of takes away from the dry, dry rosés. Um, it's really good for the price. The, originally, I bought it because of the bottle label. It was really pretty. Um, but if you are on the sweeter side, but doesn't like the, that, but not too sweet, like a it's like a not so sweet as a Riesling or a, but it's not as dry as like um, some rosés can be. And I feel like it's in the middle. Right. I think it's important to recognize the big difference between a rosé and a white zin. So yes. Kind of think of the same thing. They big do, difference. White zin is like. I don't you, drink white zin. No. 
All right. I am drinking The Federalist. I have not oh, tried this. I heard that was good. Uh, you know, it looks good. <laughs> it's funny, the, uh, the psychology that goes into the wine bottle label. Um, right. This is a blend. I always gravitate towards blends. It is Infidel, Merlot, Cab, Cab Sauvignon, Malbec, Cab Franc. So similar to a Bordeaux blend, minus is Infidel. Uh, I feel like it's everything in the kitchen mixed together. Uh, those are sometimes the best things. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Yes, it is excellent. I'm happy. Perfect. <laughs> I like that. So now that we have our bottles open, this is the opening up section. That's why we pop bottles. Let's talk about our challenge. I have crushed it the second week in a row. Not necessarily because I did more, because Chris didn't do anything. So let's talk about this. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do know 100% that you beat me this week. Why do I know that? Because I did none of what we talked about. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, I did, I did do... I, I ran probably four days this week. So I've always done my two miles just because of cardio. But the sit-ups, that was a little tough. I only did it when I was with my trainer, and she made me do it. So, <laughs> okay. like, so did you do 100? Yeah. So while we're doing our workouts, we do hour-long workouts, I told her, I said, I have to get at least 200 sit-ups in. So she incorporated it into our workouts. So I got 200. It. So you doubled. Huh? 200 or 100? You said 200. Uh, I think you need to review the podcast. <laughs> Damn. Why did you? <laughs> well, hey, like, uh, more power to you because I did zero. Well, that's how awesome. like, <laughs> <laughs> was the day. I did about 50, and I started to cramp. Oh. And, uh, well, so I, <laughs> this kind of ties into the tight hip flexor conversation. All right, so I've been playing hockey my entire life. Hockey, you're in sort of that bent over position, and it's, you know, hockey players are really known to develop tight hip flexors. So I, I think – I'm the kind of person that does need to stretch my hip flexors. Um, I got to about maybe 40 to 50 in that range, and I had to stop and like do like a, you know, the cobra pose just to stretch out because I was cramping big time. And so that was the end of the sit-up experiment. And I did none of my walking. I was so good the week before. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what to tell you. I did a lot of lifting. I did got nothing to do with our um. Nothing to do with it. Challenge. You just, you're owing me bottles, let me just say. And I'm going to go easy on you. You can buy me my Ava Grace for $9.99. But if we keep this up, I'm about to start going to um, some Dom. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Dom there. The first week, we tied. Okay. We did not tie. I yeah. won. <laughs> you were lying. <laughs> go back and listen to the first episode, or I guess it'd be second episode. I think we both agreed we were on six days each you lying i'm about to listen to it right. i won just like i won fair and square this time and then this next girl i'll probably win again because i hate losing and also i don't want to pay for wine all right so we're going to skew this next challenge a little more towards me <laughs> <laughs> oh let's make so, it a bench pressing <laughs> the, okay oh i can still bench press i oh, just yeah? may not be able to do as the amount of weight that you do, but I can do a certain amount of reps. Well, let's see. 
Do you have anything in mind? This week? No, not really. I feel like we should take a break because I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we are getting to the uh, end of this pandemic, hopefully. And uh, maybe we should take a little break on some challenges. We'll take a week off because Florida has recently went through phase one. We're opening up um, restaurants 20%. The beaches are open. Certain, um, like, um, stores can open back up. So I feel like we can take a break this week and then next week we need to get back on it because I'm still trying to, you know, get this body in shape for my wedding in October. I'm sure you're well on the way. The wedding. That's the only reason why I'm working out. So isn't it weird that the day that the beaches opened up, it like poured the entire day? (laughs) I was dying laughing. But of course, our crazy friend Jessica was at the beach. Oh, yeah. Right there. I was like, some crazy person is going to be here. And Jessica was that crazy person. She is the beach person. So restaurants are what? Open 25% capacity? Is that what it is? And then you can have outdoor seating. Six feet away or something like that? Something like that. I heard that, and correct me if I'm wrong, California opened their beaches and then they had to shut them back down again because of an uptick in cases. I mean... It is what it is. People, I mean, just because you have a case doesn't mean the person is going to die. So I'm still on the fence about that. Yeah, this whole thing is so confusing. So hard to know what to do. You know, you know, what is essential? You know, like my practice, is it essential for me to work on your back so you can get back to tennis? Probably not. It's I, not I just know. tennis. There's other people that actually hurt their back and they need physical therapists. So right. So it's you like are case essential. By case. Right. It's case by case. If you had a knee replacement, I can see that being a case for essential. So, but if you got a little achy calf, I don't know. Hey, an achy calf can stop me from walking and I can't go to work. So that might be essential too. Point. I'm just saying. Because I got bad knees, bad calves, bad shoulders, bad back. I it's need all, physical therapy. It's all tight. Everything's tight, right? <laughs> Everything's tight. <laughs> so oh. where are you at in your uh, wedding planning? Oh, our and wedding planning is going smoothly right now because there's nothing else to do. And um, we'll just see. Like, I have to wait till later on. So the only thing we have left to do is pretty much the invitations. We can't send those out until, like, August, September, anyway. I mean, I'm kind of hoping a little later so that way less people actually come because less people have to pay for it. But that's a whole nother conversation and another bottle of wine. But we are going full force because I believe this will calm down and then it's probably going to start back up in the wintertime. They're saying this might be like a seasonal thing we have to deal with. Yeah, just like the flu and everything else in life. It's a virus. That's kind of Hopefully crazy. you build up antibodies where you don't get as sick as you did the first year and you just go from there. So you think every year it might taper off the effect? Like, do you think it'll come down to global shutdown every year? Probably. No. Oh, no. No. It won't be like this every year. Yeah. But who knows? So going back to your wedding, how much are you doing on your own and how much are you delegating? Are you just like delegating everything? Are you actually like, are you putting together the centerpieces and stuff like that? No. Juliana, there was an issue with the centerpieces. Let me just say that. I I am the 
coordinator, but I hire people in their professions to do the flowers. I have a photographer and a videographer. I have a DJ who also is doing the lighting and all the special effects. I have a caterer, which is pretty much part of the hotel that we're staying with. So they're catering everything. I have um, a baker who is making my cake. I just have to make sure everybody's in the right place at a certain time and get them paid. That's all I have to do because I don't have stress. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds like you have it under control. Yes, I do. Very much your style. I've been style. planning this for 30-something years. <laughs> By the way, I'm How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> How's Michael hanging in there? Oh, he's Michael's fine. Michael's the fiance, everybody. I was like, Michael, didn't, he's like, whatever you want. I don't care. He didn't even care. He's just, he's like, I just wanted to be, he just wants to have fun. And that's the same thing that I want to have. So we're both golden on that end. We're like alcohol, food, dancing, we're good to go. In that order. In that order. Because you got to eat and you got to drink. If Otherwise, it's not a party to me. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, so do you think at some point we should involve a little cachaça tasting? I mean, when this, um, I mean, I guess the social distancing order has been lifted. So maybe next week you will actually get to hear us speak and interact together in person because we don't have to do it over Zoom anymore. So round of applause. Yes, I'm excited. And then maybe we'll be drinking the same bottle of wine. No, we still need two separate. <laughs> I'm still buying you your Dom, right? <laughs> no, I'm not going to make you pay for Dom yet. But if I win the next challenge, not this week, but the week after, then yes, I feel like I deserve a bottle of Dom. I appreciate that because I still haven't even got my stimulus check. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'll give you a couple weeks. <laughs> That's another, another whole nother conversation. Well, Chris, we are about to wrap this up. We're about to head out because Mama needs to play with her dogs and spend time with her fiance because we had to work this week because we're opening back up. Okay, well, that's a wrap. This has been DJ Dr. Chris. And your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. We will see you in a week and hopefully have some games to play, new challenges to um, perform. And Chris will be paying for my dom next the next time we talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. This is Poppin' Bottles. Bye. <laughs>